Hi, this is Dino Trapota. Stay tuned after our podcast for a teaser of my good friend Arch Mattis's podcast, Vinyl Analysis, his five, count them, five-part series about Pantera and the tragedy that occurred at the Al Rosa Villa 15 years ago. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis. Tonight on Whiskey Business, ah, it's about time. He's back. Arch Madness from the podcast Vinyl Analysis will be with us to talk about a bunch of things and also talk about a very tragic page in rock history that took place right here in Columbus, Ohio, 15 years ago. That's all coming up tonight on Whiskey Business. Thanksgiving is over. Let's give thanks, shall we? <laughs> Man, um, I took the dysfunction junction down to Tennessee to spend with my family, which is weird because none of us are from Tennessee, but we all gather there uh, for the holidays in a big old cabin in the Smoky Mountains. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Now we're smack dab uh, into December. Uh, yeah, right on the heels of Thanksgiving. It's going to be a quick, short month. But, um, yeah, the holidays are, are kind of special, I guess, if you uh, think about it. Family. Like I said, Dysfunction Junction down to Tennessee. <laughs> dysfunction Junction, what's your function? Pointing out faults. Faults and, and lowering self-esteem. Um and <laughs> right on, <dude. laughs> and uh, and of course the bourbon. Oh my gosh, uh, the bourbon was crazy. Uh, just uh, we got uh, quite a, a spread on uh, Instagram. If you I want did. to see some, I did. Of we the, did. Uh, uh, my brother-in-law, who is bourbon bonkers, uh, came up with a his version of a top ten this year that we sampled and eventually picked the winner. You can go on our Instagram. Uh, page and, and check out everything that was we did a five one night and then five the next night and then it came down to the final two and then we were tied with the final two so we did a blind taste test uh, George T. Stagg ended up winning the competition and old Carter American came in at number two but the, once again he's bourbon bonkers <laughs> the, the, the money that he had to spend in order to get these bourbons as long as Ohio State's in <laughs> Ohio, Ohio State made it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio State made it in. Not to the bourbon, uh, what we call thanks drinking, thanks drinking 2019, uh, but they, they definitely got in there. But, <laughs> right? <laughs> they, they give thanks. Thanks drinking 2019. That's what we're calling it now. We used to call it bourbon palooza, but now it's uh, thanks drinking. Seems, I like that. Seems more festive and, and holiday appropriate. <laughs> Tonight, we're, we're back here with our good friend, uh, Arch Madness from Vinyl Analysis. We're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff, including a, uh, a tragic piece of rock history that took place right here in Columbus, Ohio, 15 years ago. But before we do that and introduce the guest bottle, uh, couldn't do the podcast without Greg Hansberry over here on my left hey, and hey. John Whitney over there on my right. 
Oh, he's just waving. He's behind not, the there, camera. There's, there there, there's the magic there thumb. Who's handling all the uh, wonderful stuff that you see on YouTube. But go ahead, Hansberry. Do your spiel. Uh-huh. Well, uh, subscribe to Whiskey Business on your favorite podcasting app, whether you're an Apple dude or an Android dude or dudette. YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. And uh, if you subscribe to either of these on YouTube or uh, the podcast, there's uh, like a setting where it'll pop up. It'll give you a notification. So you'll just be sitting there like in a meeting, and it'll be bloop, bloop. New whiskey business, and then bloop, you can, bloop. yeah, and you can be like, is that, the, is that the sound? I don't know. I think that used to I be. I should a check thing. my phone. Bloop, that bloop. sounded real. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Uh, of course, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but also, uh, you know, we, as you talk about traveling, this is the holiday season. We have three years of whiskey business archives available. Yes, we do. Uh, so go back if you're, uh, uh, you know, you're traveling, you're stuck in traffic, you're stuck with family. And uh, check out some old episodes and uh, give us some love on on the previous ones. Yeah, here's how much love my family has, <laughs> right? You know, we're driving six hour drive down to Tennessee, six hour drive back. I actually say to my uncle at one point, "Want to listen to a podcast?" He went, eh, "Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, not really." All right, that's fine. You want to listen to one with your with your sister, my mother? No, <laughs> pass. That's all right. I get enough of her. <sighs> Man, I'm telling you, man. Do you ever you never get the love from family that you that you so desperately need and want sometimes. But we are gonna get some love out of this bottle. This is a bottle of early times. This is our guest bottle. Oh, uh, bottled, no, bottled in bond, 100 proof, early times, bottled in bond. What does that mean? That means that it was made at a single distillery uh, by one distiller in one season and aged for at least four years. And then is supervised and protected by the federal government, which as I've said before, that's the federal job I want. Yeah, that'd be good. Watching the watching the bottle and bond warehouse. Yeah. Uh, early times is 100 proof. This, my friends, you may have seen a bottle of early times, the regular early times sitting on the bottom shelf, which is fine. But this one at like 23, 25 bucks a bottle is exceptional. It's really, really good. Uh, once again, Brown Foreman kicking butt with another. Great choice, which we will share uh, with our friend. Your glass is empty already. Yes, yes, yeah, I we'll share with our well, friend. That's what you were talking about, Archie there. from Vinyl Analysis, who uh, does. You were you were with us. Uh, it's been almost two years. It's been a minute. Has it I'll, been two years? I'll look back at since our we were back in the, I am in, a in the basement. Lousy friend. That was a two-parter. In fact, we had okay. a great time talking about uh, all kind of fun stuff. We talked about the the, the music and the. That influenced our lives back then. It really was, Dino, one of the first. And I, I mean, we'd have to check the the podcast archives. I don't know who you who you talked to, but I mean, that was really one of the first like simulcast where it was for my show right. and your show, right, right. and we and we aired them at the same, at time. The same time. And we had which was cool. Thumb through your record collection, Dino, which yeah, was uh, kind was, of fun. That yeah. was fun. That, that was, was a good time. A, that was a good time. And we're gonna talk uh, some more music history. Tonight, one of the things we're going to talk about tonight, and we're going to get to it here, not right now, but a little bit later, is that Archie on Vinyl Analysis has a five-part series which drops. Uh, actually, it will have dropped by the time this podcast drops on Monday. Archie's will have dropped the night before. But it's a five-part uh, series on the uh, mass shooting at El Rosa Villa 15 years ago, uh, which accounted for the death of uh, Dimebag Daryl and... Um, and uh, four yeah. others. Yeah, yeah. So you had four, and then five, counting counting the killer. Counting the killer. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk uh, about that tragic night in detail, and maybe get a little inside scoop as to what you might find on the vinyl analysis. Just real podcast. quick. Uh, May twenty third, two thousand seventeen. So back in May twenty seventeen is uh, 
when when wow. we had the whiskey analysis well, vinyl it's business over two years. Yeah, it's been. Where you been, brother? I, well, Oof. well, how you been? Then? I'm Let good. Let me ask you that. I'm good, Dino. Yeah. You know, I've got uh, in a probably about seven months. I'm gonna have teenagers. So I've got that. Thanks for bringing the the whiskey. Uh, um, <laughs> there's no lack of whiskey in this. Yeah, house. I saw that. that. I saw that. Uh, sand of the beach. I really. I, that was that's impressive. Uh, no man, everything's good. Family's good. Uh, work is good. Uh, right, Greg? What have you heard? No, no it's cool. I haven't heard. Um, no, no every, every, every you work in the same building that I used to work in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, down yeah. The hall you, at QFM ninety six. Yeah, man. Sunny no, everything's everything's cool, man. But I, it's it's just good to get in here and and. See, I've I've kind of kept uh, up in the last couple of years with what you're doing. I love this setup, and I just I think you do a great job, man. You really are kind of, especially in this town, uh, people that that are in the podcasting. But I'm not kissing your ass. So it's it's no. really cool what you do. And and I know Greg works. He works hard on mine. I know he works hard with you. And, I know. And it's it looks it's awesome, man. I love the presentation. It's cool. Hansberry does your podcast. He produces yeah. your podcast as well. But yeah, man, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Wouldn't exist without these two. But you know? honestly, and you're a Steeler fan. I mean, do you have a Steeler helmet? You ever just kind of want to hit him in the head with it? <laughs> I have a Steeler helmet downstairs. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. We're gonna really. I, I really, because I honestly think, I honestly think it would, Thanks, it would guys. do him some good. Right. Right. I yeah. think it would. I think it would. We got Mason Rudolph benched, <laughs> but I don't think it would get Hansberry benched. I think no. all of a sudden it'd be like. It'd be like a I don't know what a what a concussion in reverse is like. Right. But knock you know, some sense into yeah, it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Boom. Boom. I'm good at math. Yeah. <laughs> right? That would be, that would be awesome. Wow. Will you let me smack you in the head? I'll take it as, as a concussion of endearment. Thank you. Yes. Let me know how that goes. That's... Because right now I think he's concussed. And I don't know why. Put him in. You got a blue tent? Can we stick him in the blue tent? <laughs> no, if 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 if, if, if his uh if his demeanor or his sensibilities or whatever has been debatable mm-hmm. in the last three years, I kind of hold myself partly responsible. A little bit. because I, of you. <laughs> I, think, I think I've turned them both into sots. I th- uh, uh, with, with What's a, a sot? What is a, that? A sot is, a, is an old English term. It's just mm-hmm. like, just a I don't drunk. get out much. It's a drunk. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Yeah, we'll put that right here. Yeah. There was a guy who used to work with Daddy Wags, legend here in this town. You know that? Never little, heard of him. You know that little <laughs> that little thing that your pockets like thing you like would put your key fob in yeah. it or whatever. And Wags would say, he's like, uh, you know what you put in there, Archie? I'm like, what? And he goes, your happiness. <laughs> real depressing shit like that. You know, it was a it was a real depressing time. But you're always happy, man. I try to be. He is. You, I try to be. be. Well, good demeanor, man. It's you always strike me as a type of individual that, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? Forty-eight. Forty-eight, and yet you still have the you still have your teen spirit. I try you know? to. You do, yeah, right. I try it's, to. You like the old. You're like the oldest living teenager. You're a responsible man. You're a family man. You're married, uh, and yet some you you get excited about everything. My dad was that way. Yeah, I think so that's you, where I get it from. He was always it. fun. He was always fun, as far you know from what his friends and. They'd be like, man, your dad is always happy. Well, what was your it? dad? What What was your dad like at your age? Well, he had mellowed out by that time. Um, greatest generation cat, you know what I mean? Uh, he was older. I was. Uh, I don't like to say I was a whoops, but I was unplanned. I had sisters. I have sisters who were who were older. I have sisters who were in their sixties and stuff. No offense, Dino. No offense, but, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, so I was. I was kind of an only child, and he had mellowed out by that point. So it was kind of cool to see so him like that. They, your 48 was different than his 48, yeah. which I think is the It case is, and I try to compare that. I, I look. I look at pics of my old man and stuff, and, 
and it's like, wow, that's 48 on him. And it's different. It's different. He, he worked harder. He th- worked way he, harder. He man. looks older than you, right? He, he looks he, way his 48 looks me. way older than yeah. you. Right. Well, you look at those old pictures, and not to get all over the place with my ADD, but you look at those some of these older pictures of like Hank Williams. I mean, he's like in his 20s. Right. And you look at that, you're like, Jesus Christ, he was like, he looks like he's he's 50, 60 years old in those pictures. And he was he, <laughs> he was, was living off of a train. He was 27. <laughs> Which is why I picked this bottle tonight. Early times. I always say early times for the good times, the bad times, times. early times. times. Right. Because <laughs> right? I wanted to talk about those times. Those guys wore it a little differently than we do. And we're, we were, we're just, yeah. So I'm, I'm blessed. Do you, so do you think that we are a, a, a spoiled generation since we, you think we had it, we have it easier than our parents did? I oh, do. absolutely. Yeah, I right? hope. And I want to make it easier for mine. You know, isn't that the dream? Isn't that yeah, what you want to do? How much easier right. do we have to make it? Because a oh, lot it's of, way easier. Trust a lot of people me. would say that our children, you got teenagers coming up. Yeah. A lot of people would say that in, in the process of of being uh, you know, making like we, we've we've coddled them. Oh, I know. Oh, my! I, I guarantee you, right now in Pataskala, Ohio, my wife is get off Fortnite. That's what we're dealing with at my house right now. Get off the Fortnite. Get off the Fortnite. But as long as you get your homework done, do you know? Yeah. I don't and know, back man. in my day, it was stop playing Pong. Oh. <laughs> Bragger. <laughs> Johnny, stop whacking off. What do you mean? They're still telling you to do that. They're still telling you to stop masturbating, John Whitney. <laughs> That's what I told you. know what? And we have boys. I have boys. I have twin boys. And I told my wife, I was like, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Just here in like the next year or two, make a lot of noise. Just make a lot of noise before you approach a bedroom. the bedrooms. Make a lot of noise before you do. Just knock. Oh, okay. Just you know. Just knock. Just do something. Just just because you're having sex. No, because the kids are pulling off. Come on, man. I mean, they, oh, you're, you're a 13, they want, 14 year old boy. I oh, mean, you're telling they want you to make a lot of noise. No, I want my wife to make a lot of noise so she doesn't get in an embarrassing predicament. See, I got you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I can say. I don't know. Say whatever you want. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to catch the dudes doing, you know. Did you ever get caught? <laughs> As I have a... Uh, <laughs> Say this. I mean, no, 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 as, no, no. As, Let as me just say this. Or as an adult, even worse. And I'm going to bring my dad back up because I'm trying to think of who he thought was the greatest. I was probably the Ted Williams of not getting caught. Dude. No, nice. really. That's pretty good. Nice. That's what he's a 300 hitter, right? Yeah, right, right. I mean, uh, one out of, you know. There's three out of 10. Yeah. Uh, I had a, um, not full Playboys, but like, Sheets. What do you mean like, not full Playboy? Well, so my what is that? What is a not full Playboy? My buddy Tyran Thompson had older brothers, and he had the Playboys. TT. And so I had just like he wouldn't give me the whole ones, but he he would rip out the pictures, like a couple of them. He you know not even the centerfold, just, just floating like, you alone. Yeah, yeah he'd float <laughs> right on. So I had these under my bed. Well, one day my dad got this hair up his ass to uh, clean out the boys' room, so he's up there and he. Him and my brother-in-law are up there. Yeah, lift up the mattress, and there it is. Oh. Found them. They're they're just. And then you uh, caught your dad masturbating. And then I caught my dad. <laughs> that's caught cool. my dad. Your dad's cool with that. You know what I can remember? You know, now that with that uh, Pandora's box is open. So, I remember. Do you remember the boxes that the cable company would give you? And there was like five different boxes. I remember the first ones, and I'm from southeastern Ohio, from Marietta, Ohio. And we had, I remember, uh, we got like 
uh, it was uh, WOR, New right. York, WGN. That's how I used to watch the Cubs when I was younger, you know? Right, right. And, and then you had like the well, USA Network <laughs> or whatever. But you had all these different things. But then you had like the couple down at the end, which was Cinemax like and HBO. Well, you just, and we didn't, we didn't have those. My dad didn't, we didn't buy that. But I remember if there was a way mm -hmm. that you could like push it halfway down, you would like get like these flickering images right. oh, yeah. of Skinamax. And yeah. it was like, but that was, you know, 1984, 85. That, that, that was enough. That worked. That's that all was you enough. That was enough. That in your imagination. Right. That's all you needed. To... So Jesus, Dino, is this, what's, what's this have to do with Welcome whiskey? Welcome to whiskey business. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. a podcast, not so much about whiskey right. as it is one with whiskey. So I, I uh, you, know, you know, we go down rabbit holes. I, I, so I just told my wife to, yeah. to bring this full circle and Please to do. completion. <laughs> uh, just just make some noise, jiggle some uh, some doorknobs, and just make sure that you stop when you're coming up the steps. Do everybody a favor. Yeah, man. I mean, they're, they're growing Clear up. Your they're just growing up. Just be cool. And my parents were always really cool to me in, in that regard. But no, I don't ever remember. Honestly, I've heard horror stories from my friends. Sure. But I was, I guess I was, I dodged one there. But I was basically an only kid. My God, there was like six, seven rooms. If you get busted, that's on me. Mm -hmm. You know, don't get caught. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, Dino? Did you ever get caught, Dino? No, I never got caught. I didn't masturbate till I was 35. <laughs> <laughs> you were a rock star, dude. Absolutely. You got married. <laughs> <laughs> I got married. I got married at twenty-one. I got married at twenty-one. Yeah, right. Oh, oh. Have you had the talk with your boys? Um, the sex talk? No, but not yet. Not yet. But last year was the first year that they saw the movie at school. Okay. Uh, so they came back and were like, there was like, Dad, oh and how's my that God. movie? What, uh, I don't is, know how is, it's is changed. That fairly, is that up to date uh, or is it still something? I, th that they didn't explain to me, but they were telling me different what terms. One of, those, one of those school films from the yeah. from the late, late 50s and early 60s. Right. Oh, remember yeah. those? Remember the Angel uh, Dust one? Oh, yeah. That one I still remember. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this was, uh, they. so I don't know how it was done. and uh, but But they said that they uh, they learned about it. At school, mm -hmm. and they, you know, my one son was bragging because he got thirty out of thirty oh, on his test. The other got, one, he finally got an A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other one was just like on his on the couch with his hands by his neck. He's like, whatever, wet dream. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a, it's, you know, a couple different. So is it varying. the boys that are the twins? Yeah. So that's all I have. I have two boys, two 12 year old boys. All right, two 12 year old boys. I know. Awesome. And are they markedly different? Much, so much, so much. Which one's more like you? Um, so here's the thing <laughs> there, there it's, we've kind of, the wife and I have kind of divided it a little bit. It's weird. Cause right. we'll see some of me and one of them and some of her and the other, but then there's other things. I think there's one that looks like me and there's one that looks like her, mm -hmm. That's nice. but, but the one that looks like me kind of acts like her and the one that looks like her acts like me. Okay. Fudge, Dino. <laughs> what the fudge? So, but yeah, no, it's man, it's it's cool, and we we at two at a time. But that's we quit after that mm -hmm. because it was one of those deals. If you remember, John and Kate had twins, right? Right. right. And they're like, well, let's have one more. It's like, what do you want to have a girl? Do you want to? They had six that next try. So I'm good. We yeah. quit at two. I gotta ask you though. You said this off off the podcast, and I'm I'm curious because now that I know how old the boys are, you mm -hmm. said that this is the first year that oh uh, yeah okay fair enough we can talk about it. yeah, yeah the, the Santa, they won't listen the holiday yeah no it's cool yeah. so this was the first year that they you uh, kept that going that long we did but here's the thing last year something happened my one son 
came up to me, and I—I I mean, I think that's awesome. That no, they, no, no, they, and we did, but they—they were—they. I think the last couple of years, Dino, they knew, but I. This was funny, and I tell you're everybody. Ta- you're talking about you didn't say it. Uh, Santa Claus, San- yeah, no Santa Claus. <laughs> Can we say that? We Sorry, I don't want to you read know, anybody you, else. You know why I actually paused for a second? Right. Because whenever this topic we used to come up on the radio station on Sunday ninety five, Sunday ninety five, oh, I would, I would, I would stop talking because we would have kids listening. Yes, man, you got to be careful. And for just a half yeah. a second, I went, "Oh, there might be some eight year olds listening to Whiskey Business." Do you know I got told by my babysitter? I got told by my babysitter I was five years old, guys, when I found out, and it was brutal. And my mom. Oh, my mom wanted to kick her ass. Wanted to kick her ass for that. Um, so I and so I was very uh, just kind of cautious with it. But I remember one time my one son came up to me. This was last year, and this is kind of funny because he goes, uh, he goes, Dad, is there a Santa Claus? And I and I, I said, I go, why? What what would you hear? He goes, oh no, nothing, nothing, nothing. He they think I'm so fucking dumb, Dino. <laughs> They think I'm so dumb that he's like, oh, Christ, dad believes in her. I don't want to. That's what I could tell. I told my wife, she's like, oh, my God, Archie, he does. So he they're, they're protecting they you. They were protecting me at the oh, end. that's awesome. So now I think, you know, on the playgrounds and stuff, they, they, they learn. And I think over the last couple of years, it's been a slow drip. Yeah. But uh, so now they know. And uh, honestly, man, I know Hansberry's got little ones and they still still believe. And I, awesome. I, I think. They listen to the I, show, I, by I, the way. I think. <laughs> yes, they do. Guess what, kids? I, I think. Uh, the longer you can keep that going, yeah. I mean, life is so hard, and 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 there's so much cynicism in right the world on, right now. That if you can keep that that Dino? myth alive, it, it, there's a, there's a, there's a certain kind of joy there that that can't be replaced. So yeah, I had this uh, I had this conversation a couple weeks ago with a, with a gentleman at, at my bank, and uh, <laughs> they've been on me like flies on a rib roast. <laughs> but no, um, <laughs> sorry about that a little vacation reference, but. Uh, so he said that him he has he had a daughter and uh, she's in her late 20s now but he said that he didn't really have the discussion with her they knew but they didn't want to bring it up to each other because it was kind of a magical thing with them and the family and they just they didn't they just they it was understood but no one ever brought it up yeah. i was like wow that's cool it was like in my house it's like oh it's a big deal with these boys i honestly and speaking of cynicism and, and being cynical i I don't remember ever believing, to be perfectly honest with you. And I remember one time in particular. This is this this is this is me. Wow. This is the cynic at 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 six years of age. Um, we lived in Dalton, Illinois, suburb of Chicago, and the, we had a a spot that at one point probably might have been a, a fireplace, but it had been modified, and there was a you know, a, a gas pipe in there, whatever. But it was a space that could have looked like it could have been a fireplace, gotcha. but there was no, no, no actual chimney or anything like that. And I remember, I remember my parents getting one of these cardboard cutout fireplaces that they put in that spot, you know, and then they tried to sell that. Like, you know, we put this up and then on Christmas Eve, Santa's going to come down the chimney and put the presents under the tree. Oh, Dino's called bullshit. Fuck that, Mom. Dino's called bullshit. And I'm like, he, he's coming down this cardboard. Yeah, I didn't say cardboard piece of shit, but that's what I was thinking. I go, well, I, Oh, Dino. And I think, I think I might have actually said, well, unless he has a key to the front door, we're not getting any presents at Christmas time because he's not coming down that. And they went, okay, we tried. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we've kind of moved on in my house. Now it is, and there's a it's a competitive thing. And see, I'm a Gen Xer because uh, I'm going to be one. 
Uh, my generation is going to be the generation, Dino, that when we get in our 50s and our 60s, we're still playing video games. Right. Right? So now it's, and they're old enough where they can almost beat dad at Madden. Which is a big, huge, big, huge, big deal. Because Madden's been around for Madden's a while. Madden's been around for a while. And so it's one of those So now it's like, it's cool. Like, so now we found something else. Well, there's other things too, as well. That once, as they go, as they grow older, you can experience things. And yeah, it bums me out. They don't believe in Santa anymore. That was a fun ride, Dino. But now we're kind of doing bigger boy stuff. And it's, right. it's fun. So, like, on the weekends and stuff, if everything, if they got their homework done, everything's cool, we play each other in Madden. And it's like, oh, See, that's cool. And I don't take it easy on them. No, I don't take it easy on them. No, how are they going to learn? Them, how are they going to learn? You know, I got one kid that's a Jets fan. Your ass is going to get beat every time we play. <laughs> if your dumb ass is going to root for the Jets. I tried to. How, how does he root for the. How'd that happen? I know. <laughs> right? Because so, Archie's the biggest. Uh, so, so I'm a Seahawks, Seahawks fan. fan. So there I have, is. How are you a Seahawks fan? Well, check this out. And you're going to be pissed at me. I grew up a Pittsburgh fan and was a huge, especially the Penguins. But when we got the team in Columbus almost 20 years ago, sure. I jumped to the Blue Jackets. That's fine. And I just couldn't, because I know how Pittsburgh is. I know that those fans, when they come to Nationwide Arena, dude, you can go see the Blue Jackets play the Penguins and people have Roethlisberger jerseys on. I knew how that was going to work. It's like, I got to find a new team. I was a Largent fan kind of growing up and stuff. And I was a Largent. I was Largent and Stallworth and those guys sure. in the backyard. So it was kind of an easy transition for me to kind of pull for the Hawks. And they hadn't they didn't have any history. There was nothing. I wasn't glomming onto the Browns. I wasn't glomming onto the Bengals. I, I just kind of did my own thing. So my one son, uh, he roots for the 49ers because he heard me yelling at the TV with the Niners and, and the Seahawks. So he's a 49er fan. Just and I, dude, I bought Matt Hasselbeck onesies for these two little shits. So, so and, and Hasselbeck signed them. Jesus awesome. Christ, he signed it for him. Nice. So and yeah, well, whatever. It's still in it's it's in a frame that I look at every day, Dino. But so I got one that's a 49er fan, and this other one likes the Jets. For whatever reason, he likes New York City, and he was a big fan of uh Wings Jet. He loved that song okay. when he was little. Well, so that's, he's once and that's again, it. that's your good song. And that's, that's your influence. So he and his middle name is McCartney. So okay. so he just he loves the Jets. And it's one of those things on Sundays, we have so much fun together. That, you know, it's like with my old man, we didn't have to root for the same team and stuff. As long as we were watching the games together on Sunday, it's just, it's fun. It's a great bonding. It we is, have three man. different teams, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I wish they were Seahawks fans. And, yeah, it was kind of fun when we beat the, sure. the 49ers a couple weeks ago when they were undefeated. I right. Yeah, oh, I woke him up early, Dino. I let him watch the first <laughs> half, put him to bed. That was always a big deal for me growing up. If I got my homework done and stuff, um, my dad would let me stay up and watch the first half with Cosell and, and Gifford and yeah, on my, all this. I would get to stay up and watch the first half. Yeah. And then when he would go to work in the morning, when I'd get up for school, he'd have the score of Monday Night Football <laughs> written on the refrigerator for me. That's awesome. Cool. So I've been, and the guy's always like, Dad, write the score down for us. So I, I write the score down just like my dad did. Oh, that's and, and very cool, in, man. And, and Instead of asking that's, Alexa, that's, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's still up there. Yeah. Don't you don't you dig that that you have like a a piece of your history that you're you're you're, you're pushing forward into always. into I your history? I try to do that. I, I I always always I always when it comes and I, I and I'm blessed with these boys. Um, is, your I would, pop, is your pop still alive? No, no, no. Passed. Yeah, uh, 1997. Mm. So, but yeah, man. It's it's something I, I always pull. I always pull from from that. I always pull from him and, and how he handled things because I know that he would dig that because because I got two boys. Mm -hmm. He would be losing his mind, you know. He would be <laughs> losing his mind. 
It's great. I can't imagine what that room would be like if Grandpa was I, st- I, still around. I and- try to, you know, I try to tell the stories and and uh, and keep them alive for them. I mean, they know who they know who uh, Big Arch is. Yeah, that's for sure. Man. Big Arch. Oh, she named. No, nah, well, no. Wags gave me the name Archie. So <laughs> my real name's Tom. Are we? I'm drinking. Let's just tell each other who we are. <laughs> My real name. I'm Tom What's your from social I've been drinking for thirty years. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, man, it's cool. I love and, and NFL football is such a. Uh, it's a, Sundays are. I'm a Sundays guy. You know, it's tough in this town. I mean, I love the Bucks. Don't get me wrong. I you know I was raised sure. properly that way. But I just Sundays are. I love the pros. I love the pros. There's nothing like NFL Sundays. Yeah, even though it's getting harder and harder to enjoy a game with all the changes i mean i know when we were watching football at 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 your boys' age yeah yeah it was it was here's where i'm at though with it dino here's where i'm at with it um we've got to kind of adapt to it a little bit Mm -hmm. we've got to kind of adapt to it a little bit just so we can enjoy it right but here's the thing and nfl games jesus christ and i went up to cleveland wearing my russell wilson jersey and i'm still here to talk about it believe it or not oh but 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 i went up with Steelers guard. Oh, dude. It's yes, exactly. Well, they, any, anybody but Pittsburgh. If you mm-hmm. go up there and you're not wearing anything black and gold, you'll get out alive. But, <laughs> well, I but, did wear black but and gold. But it's weird. My there. boys keep asking me, Dad, when can we go to a game? You know, I got one kid that want, he wants to go see the Jets. And I, I'm not bringing it to the one kid. We ain't going out to Santa Clara. No. <laughs> He's going to have to go see the 49ers on his own fucking dime. But I'll take the <laughs> other one to Met. I'll take the other one to MetLife and do the JETS and, sure. and stuff. But uh, it's like, when do you take your kids to an NFL game? Because those are rough, you know. It's different. And I've forgotten. It's been a few years since I went. And uh, I saw the Hawks there a few years back in Cleveland. But it's it's even changed in the last five years. It's rough, man. Well, it's funny it's to say that. It's rough. I mean, it's... You don't. Yeah, it's like you don't make eye contact. You don't <laughs> you keep your you head know. down. Yeah, it's 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 so it's like I don't really know if that's the experience I want them to 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 take in. But yeah. there will be a time when I want to take them to an NFL game for sure. Because I I that's grew great. up in Indy, and they say that the Colts, in, you know, in, in Indianapolis is one of the, it's one of the nice, well, most welcoming stadiums. And I remember that being very like so that was it. You know, that before, was fun. But, before kids, before yeah, kids, the yeah. wife and I. Uh, we went to go uh, see the uh, Seahawks play in Indianapolis, and it was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning threw four touchdown yeah, passes in the first half. Yeah. yeah, that was a great <laughs> 70 bucks I fucking spent on that ticket. <laughs> but I remember we're walking through, and everyone's like, yeah, man, you good know, luck, friend. Good luck. And I and I go, uh, and you got to remember, this has been like 15 sure, years sure. ago. So so, uh, so I'm, I'm like, yeah, man, this is awesome. I tell my wife, I'm like, isn't this great? And she's like, Dude, you're a fucking Seahawks fan. She's like, you're like Switzerland. No, yeah. no one gives a shit about you. She's like, you're not. You're 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 so non-threatening. No one gives a shit no about your cares. team. Yeah, no yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like I'm like, everyone's like, hey, dude, you want something to drink? You want a burger? I'm like, yeah. Aren't they awesome? And she's like, she's like, dude. True. She's like, you, it's you're true. Like, you're like, yeah. no one gives a shit Nobody about your cares team. About no one gives a shit true. about the Seahawks. Oh man. Anyway, so. Uh, keep, keep, <laughs> keeping you in check, right? Right, right. Oh, but it is a great place to go see a game. Maybe that's where I'll take my kids. Honestly, I've seen family three games. friendly. I've seen three games. I've seen the Hawks play there three times, and it is the most. Like, and that's and that's the yeah. world I grew up in. Like, yeah. eh, we didn't win. Oh well, mm-hmm. it was fun. I got a foam finger. <laughs> but I get to see Peyton Manning. You know, yeah, yeah, you got to see one of the great ones for sure, man. One of the great ones. I want to get into. Uh, what you're going to have dropping here uh, as of 
this airing of this podcast. It would already have been live. The, the, it would already live have now. been live, with, live uh, your, with your five-part series on vinyl analysis um, about the tragedy that occurred 15 years ago on December the 8th, right? Yeah, and, and, and Dino, it's, it's what we've done. Of 04. What we've done, Dino, and it's, it's not just about that night. No. I, so uh, take a step back and just... You let's don't have to just get too graphic, but tell well, us. Let's, let's, first of all, let's just say what, what the tragedy that we're talking about. Right. We're, we're record, we record this in Columbus, Ohio. For those of you who don't know that where whiskey business comes from, and back in uh, December eighth of '04, there was a tragic page of rock history that yeah. was written at the El Rosa Villa. A gunman jumped on stage and um, shot guitar player, and we'll get into more detail mm-hmm. about it. But they shot the guitar player from this band. And then also uh, three other people. Um, you had uh, Jeffrey Mayhem Thompson, who worked for the band Damage Plan. Damage Plan. This band that was playing. Which was Dimebag Daryl's band after yes. Pantera. Yes. And you also had uh, Aaron Hawk, uh, Nathan Bray. Uh, the, and, and we tell the story. These guys are heroes. Oh, my goodness. The, 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 it's amazing what people will do. To help one another in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifth person was the killer. Was the killer. Um, do you want me to kind of rewind a little bit? Well, let's, for you let's, just... let's rewind. I, I, I'll, 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 I don't know if I'm going to help you rewind, but uh, I, I want to. Because it's a journey yeah. about my love of the band. Yeah. Pantera. Pantera. And then my love of this venue, the Al Rosa Villa. The Al Rosa Villa. That's why was, I wanted to. That's why I've been wanting to which tell Which was story. a classic venue. It's the venue. In it's Columbus, Ohio, I, it, it is. Is it still? It's and still you, open. It's still, it's still open. open. Still open. I don't think so. Do you, do, do you think it'll ever? That's and that's kind of why I've gone on this journey. Um, this this place is so special to me and a lot of people in this town. It really is, and I would say this: it is the one of the quintessential. Hard rock, and there's been other types of music that have been played. There are great, great artists and stuff. I mean, those legendary McGuffey Lane shows, right? And, and David Byrne, and you think about like all the great artists. Uh, I've, t- I've talked to a buddy today who was telling me about how he saw the tubes there. He's a big Fee Wable fan, and you, you know, so there's there's that. But there was a thing, especially on the weekends, man, uh, where it was it was a hard rock heavy metal venue and one of the best one of the premier in the US it was it was, country. it was like a, it was like a CBGB yeah. of it of, really of, was for Ohio. Now, yeah. now do you know when I was there it was throughout the 90s but there was also a scene throughout the 80s and the late 70s when it had this transformation into this rock club uh, that's some of the people that I've talked to uh, and kind of captured those stories uh, when we're talking about it, because here's the thing, you know, I, I wanted to, like I said, and this is, you know, and, and I'm going to bring Hansberry into this just because he's a big part of me telling the story because I've been struggling with it, man. I've been struggling Why? with it because number one, I was a huge Pantera fan. Um, so here's the rewind part. So early nineties, we're talking 90, 91, this band kind of was percolating out of Arlington, Texas. It was Pantera. At this point, I was I was a huge Metallica fan. I was a hard rock fan. I was a heavy metal fan. But this band was different. I had a couple friends go down to a very famous venue down in Baltimore called Hammerjacks. It was in Baltimore, Maryland. It's a heavy metal bar. 
these two cats went down there and they're on the show too. I brought my buddies from high school cool. on to help me tell the story. So they go down to the show. They come back up to Marietta where we lived and said, guys, this is it. This is the band. It's not about Metallica anymore. This, this band is, this is, this band gets it there. It's, it's such a groove. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. And I would almost venture to say it hit us the way that Nirvana and that whole movement hit people a couple years later in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, I me, wasn't, I wasn't and and I didn't catch that bug because of the Pantera bug that I had already had. Cause when my buddies came back and said, this is the band, then we started following, and following that's, this And band. that's where I like, let me chime in there. I'm quote unquote, the millennial. I play that kind of card right. even here with, with whiskey business, but you know, this is 1990. Uh, this is before the internet. Right. This is before. Um, Do you know we got our news from these magazines, right? These heavy metal magazines that we read, and then also on Saturday nights at midnight, there was a show called Headbangers Ball on MTV. MTV used to play videos. Yeah. I don't know if you guys <laughs> what? what? But we would gather as this group. And here's another thing, Dino, and I think you'll dig this: is the human element of this whole thing. Is as I'm going back and retelling the story of how I got into this band. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing that I was a 19, 18, 19, 20 year old. I had, I wasn't in college. I was doing the community college down home, but I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. This band was angry. This band, it, 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 I gravitated to it. And so did my friends. We're down in this, this river city. We didn't know what the hell we wanted to do, Dino. And it's it's just kind of cool. It was. And cool this to is talk happening across the again. country. Yeah. yeah. At the but this same was time. happening to other kids. This was happening to other kids who were into this type of music. And but I just wanted to tell my story, and that's why I. I so that's why we call it the fans' journey. Uh, we talk about how I discovered this band, how my friends and I, and maybe other people, whether it's another band that you got into. Mm-hmm. Do you know you might have a similar story with a different band or a different artist. But every generation has this story Again, that, where the moment happens. That's the thing I can think of, too. I can think of a handful of bands growing up uh, when I was in college that was the same thing. My buddies and I would just drive to Detroit to check out this band because we heard something about it. So this five-part series doesn't just deal with the tragedy that night. I, it, and it, I didn't it, want it to. It, well, that's, yeah. I think that's brilliant. And, I didn't and, want it and, to. And great. But obviously, you do lead up to I do. To, and there to, is there was an episode point. where we discussed that. There was an episode where we... Um, do you know I have I have the bass player from Damage Plan? Wow. And he doesn't talk on about stage. On stage, when this went down. the killer yeah. passed him to get to Dimebag. Yeah, and and here's the thing, man. If you want to know the details on what happened on December eighth at the Al Rosa Villa, you can find it. There's books. There's 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 videos. There's documentaries. There's 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 that. I, I didn't I didn't want to go down that route. Now I talked to a lot of people who were there, and we have them. I have the officer. Officer James Nigemeyer, a hero, he, the guy who, yeah. who killed the killer. I know. Who, but who, I didn't talk to him about that, Dino. What did you talk to him about? Did you talk about where he is now? I told him that if you want to know the story, look it up. There's plenty of info. This is a guy that's been suffering from PTSD. Yes, yeah, still, to, the, to, the, right? to, this day, to this day. To this day. To this day. He's still suffering. And so I told him I wanted to talk to him about December 9th. 2004 to where we are now. And that's what I did with him. What, and I talked to the owner, Rick Catella, a legend in this town. Wow, yeah. And I even asked him and he said, Archie, I don't want to talk about that night ever again. I'm tired of talking about it. And it was the hardest on 
him as far as on a local level because he's the one that had to deal with it the next day. Not to be too graphic, but he's the one that had to deal with it the next day. So I talked to Rick about the good times at the Al Rosa. I talked to Rick about the good things. So so the 90s, the early 90s was the Pantera thing, Dino. I move up to Columbus, all right? Uh, kind of trying to figure out who I am. Um, that's when I discovered the Al Rosa Villa. So throughout the 90s, I'm at the Al Rosa Villa, usually on Friday nights to see my heroes. I saw all my favorite bands there. So I tell that story in this with other people who had experience. Now, I've got people who from played the late 70s. The I got people yeah. from the 80s. I got people from the 90s. I got people who played on the stage. And it uh, was a, it was a, it was a, it was a rare thing. It was, a, it, it was a rare it, thing. It was an amazing venue, it, not just for the bands that played there, but also for people like yourself that went there. So I mean, it was just it, it was just that type of it was it had, it had, a, it had a different different type of energy. It was a different energy. So and let me chime in there real go quick. For it. And, and we already mentioned the Indianapolis thing with the Colts, but like, so I grew up in Indy. There wasn't a venue like that, or if there was, it was before my time. Coming here to Columbus. You know, uh, there's a lot of bars on on campus that you go to. It's just there's this. Uh, it's it's just um, the fact that there was this huge subculture, this huge thing going right. on in this city that that yeah. is it's no longer and you're there. Talking about campus and stuff. And trust me, mm-hmm. I went to Mustard's on Sunday right. night for ACDC Cult Night to make out with goth chicks. Right, I, we all did that. I lived on <laughs> Chittenden, which we called Shit and Spin. Back in the day, yeah, but 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 the, you know, but the fact so, that there's this whole this whole huge scene, and I love seeing Hansberry. That, that, I'm almost telling the story to Hansberry through the microphone right. so everyone else can hear this. Do you know this journey with Pantera? I love this band. When I finally got my shit together, got into college, had my own radio show, I started it with Mouth for War. Pantera. When I came to QFM, when I got the gig on the Wags and Elliot show, I used to have a thing. So Pantera, at the end of their show, they always played David Allen Coe, Jack Daniels, if you please. Mm-hmm. And so what did I do? I On Fridays, I would always start off with Jack Daniels, if you please. I got my hand smacked by a beer company that said I couldn't play that anymore. But that was something that I tried. I tried to bring a little bit of Pantera throughout my career. Then I've got the Al Rosa Villa, a place so close to my soul, a place that I've seen all my heroes. This episode happens in 2004. I have my ticket. I was not there. You know, and the thing is, you're always going to get, and if, when I'm out and about, everyone says they were going to be there. So you had a ticket to go that night? I had a ticket. Tell, tell that story. That's, that's So here's nuts. my thing. So you could have been I there. I was doing mornings with the Wags and Elliot show here in Columbus, Ohio. If this was a, uh, a Friday or a Saturday, I'd have done it, man. But at this point, you know, early in the he week, was still being responsible. You're responsible, guy. Okay. Yeah, well, man, no, you it. got a great gig. You're couldn't on. You're it. on morning couldn't radio. Sure. So God, um, I wish I would have been more, a little more responsible. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this, this <laughs> and, and this event happens, and so and here's my thing, mm-hmm. Dino, and this is what I've always told Greg in the last couple of years that Greg has been helping me with vinyl analysis. He says, Arch, I want you to kind of tell this story whenever we would bring up. Pantera or the Al Rosa or any of this, I would call Greg the next day. You ever have guilt? You ever have podcast guilt? Oh, podcast we, we call remorse. It, we, 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 yeah. we coined it podcast remorse. remorse. Yes. Okay. And, so yeah. I have podcast guilt. I would always that, uh, text Greg or call him the next day say, and say, hey, dude, I'm not ready to talk about that. I don't, I don't want to do it yet. I think there's a special moment. And, and I remember Greg saying to me, hey, Arch, we're about a year and a half away. 
We're about a year away from the 15th anniversary. Let's 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 start thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't we've know, been, man. We've been, this, I don't know. We've been thinking this has been our brainchild. So that's for it. Over so that's, a that's, year. that brings has me. It, that's pretty much it. In has a it been has it been a cathartic experience? It for has you? helped me. Yeah. It's helped me. It's yeah. helped me. I remember 19 year old me. Yeah. Uh, with some of these stories. Uh, I remember, you know, I don't want to do the math because that's why I married an accountant. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as what where I was 15 years ago, uh, when the guys on the show told me what had happened, um, yeah, man, it brought it all back. And, but How did a, you feel when you found out that that uh, was, the dime back was, was shock? Dead. It was shock. And and because let's let, let me just go back to when I say this because uh, he was well probably. Everybody says it. Probably one of the most influential. Yes, yes, he was gu- guitar yes, he players, was. Hard, hard rock guitar uh, players yes, out yes. there. I mean, Absolutely. He, he was. Absolutely. He, he was cutting. He's, he was breaking. He when I say Eddie Van Halen, when yeah. I say Eddie Van Halen, when I say Randy Rhodes, yeah. Um, you're just those, not talk, you're not those who about, know. Those who know. If I throw Daryl Abbott into that conversation, right. if you have a problem with it, then you don't know. Right, you don't know. But he was. he was. He was. He was. He was very. He was right there. He was very influential. Huge. But the thing is. When when I discovered this band, my what their influences were the same as mine. And like I said, this is an angry 19, 20 year old guy who had no idea what the hell he was going to do with his life. Um, they loved Van Halen. They loved Kiss. Dime has an Ace Frehley tattoo. I have an Ace Frehley tattoo. I, I I just I gravitated to these guys. They also made these home videos. Do you know? I, I can't even tell you. How these home videos, and I tell Greg this all the time throughout this process, those home videos were as important as the music. They, they would they go as, to the record store and buy these VHS tapes, and they would just be the Pantera home videos. Somebody and followed Dime them around, jacking around, around buddies. letting off fireworks inside their house. Yeah, <laughs> coming up with black tooth grins, <laughs> these shots, and, and just partying with these bands. But they seemed relatable. They seemed angry, like us. They seemed funny and had a sense of humor like us. Right. And it was just, and they had all the same influences that we from, did. From the outsider, okay. it was it was just the right, it's perfect rough. band. Some of the music is rough. I get needed. it. Some people don't get it, but if it's you hard. lived it, man, oh man. It, it's, was, it's, it was the right thing that your generation needed because it was right after kind of Metallica went soft for the, you know. Went soft. Well, well, and what I tell yeah. people. Metallica went soft. No, here's the deal, Dino. Yeah, well. Here's, the, here's, the, here's what I tell people. At that point, so around 92, 93, Metallica wrote music for your girlfriends. Pantera wrote music for you. And that's exactly, uh, right. that's, get that let, on let, the fucking let, let, let me ask you this, because I know, I know what a huge uh, Beatles fan you are as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So do you find it coincidental that Dimebag's death occurred 24 years. Oh, absolutely. After With Lennon. After Lennon? Yeah. Oh, that's coincidental. Coincidental, we're, but, we're, but weird though, it's right? It's weird. It's weird. weird. Isn't it crazy how like rock music and just, you, you think about the Buddy Holly coin toss and you think about all these crazy stories with, 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 with tragedies that happened in, in rock music and well, Randy Rhodes, I brought up Randy Rhodes and that's something you want to talk about a troubling story. This was a guy that was in a plane, all right, in this little plane and was following his band, Ozzy and them, and was playing chicken with the band and the bus. Randy Rhodes is gone. Yeah. I mean, it, 
it's it's a these these stories are just nuts. But yeah, you yeah. said the, the the anniversary for that to happen on that date. But here's the thing, man. Was there any, the thing that separates this, Dime was on stage. Dime was on, Dime was on stage yeah. playing. He was performing. And Which that just weird. hit us to our core, man. He was performing. Well, people thought happened. that night that it was part of the act. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, right. that was that Well, was they crazy. thought he was going to stage dive. Yeah. Now, here's something that I discovered. If you And I don't want to overstep here. As far You're not as overstepping. Something that I learned earlier. So this happened in December. In April, there was a show at Bogart's. In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. And this is where it started with This him. is where it started. But this there's is, more to this. We're talking about Nathan Bray here at this point. Well, this, this is, is, uh, this is Nathan Gale. Nathan, Nathan Gale. Gale. Sorry, Nathan, Nathan Gale. Gale. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So Nathan Gale, the killer. So here's something that I had heard that he was at Bogart's in April at the Damage Plan mm-hmm. show. Now, Damage Plan is the, sh- is the band that the Abbott brothers, Dime, which is Daryl, and his brother Vinny. Drummer. Pantera breaks up, they form their own band. And that's where we find ourselves. So there was a show in April in Cincinnati. And I had always heard that that Nathan Gale was there and they just kind of get out of here. He was kind of looking for the band and stuff. Just kind of get out of here. Well, that's not the case. And we have an author who wrote this, 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 this amazing book that details everything. Everything. It has pictures. Of that night at Bogarts, which is a great venue. Yeah, it is. A I've great venue. Yeah. I've seen some awesome bands there. And he gets on stage at Bogarts. Security tackles him, right? They proceed to take him out back and beat the living shit out of this dude. I didn't know that had happened. All right? So the cops show up. Damage plans people say, now. Nah, you know, how many drunk guys jump up on stage, Dino? Right? How many, how many? So they're not going to, like, right? They're not going to, they're, they're not going to, the guys from Damage Man are going to press charges. This charges. is before, the venue you know, doesn't after press 9/11, charges. but some before this shit happens all the, the time. The venue doesn't press charges either, Dino. Okay? So then you fast <laughs> forward to that fateful night in Columbus in December. The guy shows up. He showed up early there. Yeah. He showed up anyway, man. I think that Cincinnati gig had had a lot to do with this, that, man. That, I think that because he got up on he got up on stage, man. He got up on stage. Now, whether he wanted to punch dime, whether he thought that Pantera was, was stealing, stealing his 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 thoughts his, and his well, lyrics, stealing and, his identity, and yeah. also didn't he accuse them of stealing his lyrics or, yeah. or his it, yeah? And there's there, also yeah, something out there floating. Thoughts. And 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 Vinny Abbott, the uh, uh, Vinny Paul, but uh, sure. the, the the brother of Dime, he always blamed uh, Phil Anselmo, the singer. Phil Anselmo, a drug addict, storied history. He was a big part of this breakup. He made some comments to some European magazines and some reporters there that Dimebag should be beaten severely. I'm, All right? Yeah. That's something that... And you know what, man? If that's my brother, I'd kind of... Right? right? And I'm a Phil guy. Right. I love... And Phil's done some dumb shit. Dino, he said some dumb shit. Okay? And... Um, but he... This, this, this is a crazy guy, Dino. This is a crazy guy. Well, yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, you know, you you look at the. There was uh, talk about him being a paranoid schizophrenic. You know, it's it, the, that the, that being part of it as well. He served in the Marines, um, and then the gun. His mother bought him the gun, uh, which I find you know here's very here's something sh- else. And I don't know if I talk about this on the podcast. But can I give you another sure angle of this story? So, 
couple years before this happened, I'm in Marysville at a place called Lee Dog Saloon. Okay, I'm seeing Stephen Piercy of Rat. He's playing there. The band that's opening up is American Dog. Big fans of these guys. These are Columbus, Columbus dudes, boys, right? Uh, in fact, they did my theme song, the Arch Madness theme song for the Wags and Elliot show. So I'm at this place called Lee Dog Saloon to see Stephen Piercy um, and American Dogs opening up. I remember in between bands, this dude kept playing fucking Pantera songs like over and over, like nonstop Pantera songs. And I was like, I remember saying to my buddy Glenn, who was with me, dude, I love Pantera. <laughs> but this, this guy, ridiculous. Jesus Christ, let's play something else. Play some Rat. We're here to see Stephen Piercy. That was Nathan Gale. No. He was there. No. He was there. And I remember talking to the owner. I remember and, talking to some of the guys. How, 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 this was probably a couple years before that. Before, couple years. Before, before Bogart. Before, before, this is, couple, this is but yeah, so 2002, 02, 02. Because here's the deal. He had a Blue Jackets jersey on when he when he killed these people at the Al Rosa. I, the dude that I remember seeing had that on so we're talking the jackets have been in existence from 01 you know 2000 sure. 2001 so he had the original jackets jersey which is something obviously i'm a jackets fan so i remember that as well but i remember this dude like just pounding the money into the jukebox to play pantera before this show and i was like jesus come he on played, dude. Did, did, uh, so yeah so anyway did, didn't he play football too nathan Gale yeah played a little yeah football, think, and yeah. he would listen to pantera before yeah. before yeah man all everybody did he would get, you know, but that's get, yeah, you know, yeah yeah so up but yeah but I, I, there's a lot to take in there um i don't know if i talked about it in greg did i talk about that i don't think i talked about maybe that we'll, maybe we'll do an addition we'll to add it. an addition to it but that <laughs> was something amendment. that that kind of weighs heavy on me as well and um Look, man, I, 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 it's here's the deal. Do I have, I, I have guilt because why do you have I, guilt? Well, here's the thing. I wasn't there, so to tell the story, uh, and and have people who were actually there, it makes you feel bad. It's like, no, man, these people. And here's something we're doing. We're putting a number at the at the end of each one of these episodes for if you suffer from PTSD or know someone or have someone in your life who suffers from this. Sure. Right. So that kind of helps me a little bit in this because it's like. Trust me, man, the Pantera fans or the 200 people that were at the Al Rosa were like, dude, you don't fucking know. Well, and l- dude, let me, you don't fucking know. L- let me chime and in there just because like in what I'm realizing, I, again, you know, I'm discovering this for the first time. And every time I bring it up and, and, and Johnny, I, I told you I'm going to talk to you, talk about your wife here. Like every time Jesus, I bring Johnny. it up, you know, <laughs> uh, some there's some relation Somebody knows something. Someone was there. Some, someone, yeah, someone's the, friend the was there. Someone was there. Six, six <clears throat> degrees but, of separation. Uh, I just was randomly talking to, to Jen, John's wife, the other day about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, I work for this law firm that was involved. Right. And, and and I guess that's the other thing I just want to. Right. Oh, so represent a dime bad family. Yeah, wow. 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 So oh, wow. so uh, Jen's, Jen's law firm represented Dimebag's family. Uh, now, and that's kind of the thing that I'm realizing that again just kind of about the story that we're kind of telling through the arc of this podcast there's something there this isn't just like a, a diehard pantera you know uh, you know fest this there's something for everybody this is a and i don't even want to say true crime but there's an element of that where it's like just this engaging story where there's so many different layers so many different people it, it involved like it affected yeah. so many different people 
uh, all, all walks of life, and it's just one of these stories where it. I mean, we we said, well, we can't just do one show, and the more people we started talking to, the more people yeah. volunteered to interview you know, that's us. That's why I brought my it's high school five buddies. That's why right. I brought my high school Podcasts buddies back. Long. Because I mean, <clears throat> right? I didn't grow up in the fifties, but I fucking love Stand by Me. You know what I mean? There's right. that story where we all where we're kind of coming of age. And we discover something, and that's why that's what makes it so personal for me. You can because, relate to every little part of this story. This venue, do you know? I brought out David Lee Roth there, and that was one of the greatest rock moments I've ever had and in my that was life. A, that was going to be some of the the, the other things I was going to ask you to share with Dino. Some of the crazy shit that he's experienced there yeah. at Al Rosa, second at to Al Rosa, yeah, because Rick Dime let me do it, and then the other one. I'm so, not going to say. I'll let you do it. Um, so I get a call from Rick Catella. Okay. Uh, the owner, the, the owner, of it. right, right, right. And he's like, Arch, all right, here's the deal. Keep this under your hat. I've painted the entire El Rosa purple. Prince is showing up here no. tonight. Okay. Prince is showing up here tonight. He goes, now look, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't wear your, and see, and Johnny is already yeah. saying, I he's heard like, about don't this. Don't wear your black this. metal t-shirt. Don't do this. He goes, put a tie on. He goes, wear something nice. <laughs> hey, we've you're painted so- this. Yeah. So yeah. Don't wear your fucking rat t-shirt. All right. I was like, no Sorry, shit, Rick. Are you serious? He's like, yeah. So, so I grab my, my nephew, who's similar in age, goes back to my parents being older. But my nephews and nieces are my age. Those are the people I grew up with. My sister's kids, right? So I was, I call my nephew Matt. I'm like, look, dude, Prince is showing up at the Al Rosa tonight. Oh, Let's go. Can I tell them the complete story now? Yeah, because this is going to be released. This is going to be released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. Let me kind of tell you the way I saw it, and then after talking to Rick Catella the owner here for this podcast, how it all went down. So we get there. Rick's like, don't take any pictures. All right, he's weird. This is a, this is an after party. Prince was playing in this Columbus. Was what, 1990s, this was the 90s, so late 90s. So, so he's already done a gig. So yeah. Prince is playing. So he's coming here to do an after hours party. He's going to DJ some stuff, all right? He's going to go up on the stage and DJ. They've painted the entire inside of the Alt Rosa Villa purple, okay, for Again, Prince. this is a venue and like with enough <laughs> legitimacy that – Prince is going to show right. up. Yeah, right. So, no, I th- could, well, uh, no, th- but that makes perfectly good sense because at that particular time, the Al Rosa was the venue. Uh, it was the venue. It would be the cool place to go if right. you're an artist coming into town. That would right. be the cool place yeah. to Trust go. Trust me, man. Yeah. As many heavy metal bands as, as I would throw to you, mm-hmm. there's a boomer who's going to throw freaking seeing some amazing. Like I said, I mean, the, right. the tubes and talking heads right. and, and some great 70s bands there as well. So, so anyway, we go, right? And and Rick's like, look, here's the deal, Arch. Don't take any pictures, okay? So he's like, he freaks out about that. So Prince, here he comes, man. He shows up. He's walking in, and this little fucker walks by, <laughs> right? He goes up onto the stage. He goes up onto the stage. He gets on the mic, you know? And this is crazy. I remember me and my nephew, like, punching each other because he goes, is this where Columbus comes to party? Right? right? And we're like, we're like, holy shit! Forget it! Prince, are you kidding me? Minneapolis and Nice. So we're like, oh my God, Prince is here, right? So he's like looking through this dude's uh, albums and shit. He's going to like DJ and stuff, right? And all of a sudden, like this is before cell phones and stuff like that. So all these pictures start being taken, right? Fucking Prince doesn't say shit. Like five minutes. Like, and he walked and he's out and he's yeah. gone and that's it. It's over. It's done. So I was like, I've always been for like 20 some years. I'm like, what the fuck happened there? So we talked to Rick. I can tell the story right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So he tells me that like Prince, and you kind of remember probably uh, some of the conversation with Rick Catella, but he said he kind of got into an argument before before uh, this went down yeah. with Prince and, and about, his people. What was it about? So, so he, uh, Rick Catella, the owner of the bar, is greeting him, welcoming right, him right, to the right, venue, right. and then he says, "I didn't you, know this part. Do will you, know? you sign this for my nephew or niece oh, he or had something? something? He wanted to autograph, yeah." And, and, and he, and uh, Prince was like, you know, just, you're telling him to fuck off, yeah. more or less. So Catella's like, well, you know what? Fuck you, too. So he tell Catella, we find out. <laughs> and I didn't know this. this is, I'm just finding this out in this podcast. So Catella tells everybody on the floor, take this motherfucker's picture, basically. <laughs> right? 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 So uh, if so, he's not going to sign my yeah. shit, fuck you for my, for my, away, for my grandbabies. Yeah, yeah. Fuck take you all the for pictures my niece. you fucking want. Fuck you. So he just, oh so everyone's God. like, because I remember my nephew and I like, we're like, what the fuck? No, no, he might grab a guitar and do Purple Rain. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> right? Uh, no, uh, that was it. So Prince left. So that was that whole story. But that's that's the that's magical still, stuff. That's still five minutes of, of, oh, of it's history. A, it's like my nephew and I always still to this day we're like, dude, we could have seen Prince and he could have played, you know, 1999 in its entirety. It wouldn't mean as much to us as seeing him. In the Al Rosa, painted purple, and he gets fucking pissed at everybody and leaves. And Cattell is the one that did it. Oh That's my just gosh. Great. I had a couple things I want to do before we, we start to wrap up. One, my first question is, and then we're going to do a very, uh, you're, you're going to explain the uh, uh, the love of Crown Royal. Oh, right on. Fair enough, brother. Black tooth grin. You got it. We'll do a tribute shot. You got it, dude. Oh, right on, Dino. Glasses here, but before while we get ready for that, mm -hmm. I want to ask you, and you kind of uh, intimated a little earlier on in the podcast. Do you think? I mean, while that, yes, I beat that, off. My that, mom never <laughs> caught me. Do you know? Well, that tragic. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. We're not coming back to <laughs> masturbation. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, this will be a two part. Uh, right? We've already sure, done man. that. Before. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, brother. Uh, but um, you know that that tragic night, obviously marks itself in, in history and in, in, in rock and also with the Al Rosa. Now, we talk about a venue that is still active and alive here in Columbus, Ohio, and we talk about how amazing of a venue it was through all those years, even up to that point, and then after that, it, it, it left a mark. Mm -hmm. And do you think that that mark is still there? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and and here's the thing, Dino. And do you is, think that mark will ever be is, erased? And do you think the yes. Al Rosa ever come yes. back to its? And this is this is why I'm I feel so lucky that we have been able to do this. This was part of this fan, and I'm pointing at myself, my journey, Dino. I never went back. I never went back. Ever, 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 Dino. Here's the deal. Why? Here's the deal. Because Dime was shot there. And it just felt like bad mojo. I feel like I, I let do Rick you, down. I feel like I let all the bands. Because here's the thing. You feel I've got like you, buddies. You I let, let down? I, I let, you let everybody. Down? Well, here's the deal, Dino. Everybody, there, there's, I've got guys that I care about and guys that have been, that are going to be on this podcast who have gone back, performed. And yeah, there was a stigma. A lot of national acts were like, no. But they have been able to stay open. Here's the thing, Dino. I'm going to start going back now that I've done this. I think you have to. I think I'm, go I'm, I'm going to go back. I owe it to Rick. I owe it to the Catella family. Um, Johnny runs it now. Um, yeah. But I was closer with Rick. I don't even really know the other players in this. So I feel like 
that that's part of the guilt I've got, Dino, is I never went back. I went back for the first time, uh, it was just a couple of weeks ago, and drove and stuff. Here's the thing, man. Here's what pissed me off, and here's why I did this, and here's why I'm going back. I see people from out of state, and they come to this venue, and they play like some solemn Pantera music, and they talk about this venue, and they call it a shithole in the comments, and they, and they and they say all this stuff, and Dime should have never played at a place like that. Who have, who have never been there before. Have never been history. there in their life. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't know what it was about. Me not going back... Right. L- I helped these fuckers build this opinion of this place. Well, you know what, dude? It's a shithole to you, but it's my shithole. And I have a lot of great memories. And I owe it. I owe it to... to, to, I got to go back, Dino. So I I am. I'm going to make a point to go back to a lot of shows there. Um, uh, It might not be the shit I want to hear, but I'm going to go. And you know what? Dime meant a lot to me, man. Uh, Very influential. Um, I hold him in the same regard as I hold a lot of my guitar heroes. And it just, it was a weird vibe. It was a weird vibe, man. And I just, it's like, I didn't really want to replay it again. I didn't, it's like, wow, fuck, Dime died here. Well, guess what? I'm going, I, I'm over it. And, I, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to, I'm going to, I need to do this. I need to like start and tell people I'm going. Now, we, and, and on social media, let people know. I need to kind of, this helps me you're feel better. you're not alone. It helps me feel better. No, I'm not. I'm not. A lot of people share that same sentiment. They they do, but they won't admit it. And that's why I've always told Greg I don't want to do this podcast. Because I know there are guys and gals. Well, there's a lot of dudes I know that are going to be like, you know, fuck you, Arch. You, you should have came back and helped Rick out. And, I, and guys have told me that. The place I, is still open. It the is. The place is still it, it still has music. It's still I we we know mm-hmm. we have friends that still go. I have friends that all my on, friends on go. All my friends go. But you know gone. what? A lot of them weren't as as hardcore into, into Pantera as I was either. That's so true. that's good. You know, but there are there are some. We've had some on the show that that have um, have gone back. I, I just it was it's weird, man. I just but I, that's over. This is this was really therapeutic for me, and that's why I say it sounds selfish because there were there was a couple hundred people there who witnessed something that no one should ever ever no. ever witness. Um, but you know what? It could happen anywhere, as as we've seen as through we've the seen, as we've seen know, through the years as we've seen, you know. And yeah, it's I need to get over that, and I need to get in there, and I I, I want to be a part of this. I still got I think I still have some legs left at QFM, you know. Um, Joe Robinson is my radio idol. She's the one that gave Rick Cattell the rock and roll reverend name. She was a big part of that growth at the Al Rosa. So I want to, you know what? I want to tuck it up a little and, and throw some Good. dirt on it and, 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 and get back in there and, and try and show my support. That's what I want to do. And that's why I'm releasing this. That's why we're doing this. And yeah, man. I'll so remind people that as this podcast airs that the uh, vinyl analysis already dropped. Uh, so if you want to start listening, to, yeah. are you streaming it all at one in one fell swoop? Yeah, so we're kind of Netflix, right? It. We're, we're Netflix. We're, we're, I've we're, never done anything. Yeah, like yeah that. man, that's cool. That's cool. Right? That's good. So, so binge want, it. Like we want to binge say. it. Binge it. We've then, dropped all but, five at once, and then we we even have a little prelude, even where nice. we'll kind of explain it a little bit. Explain to me because uh, while I know some of the history of <clears throat> Dimebag and obviously Pantera and Damage Plan. Uh, when it gets into the well, whiskey business part of it, yeah, here we go. What was it? Why was? Do you know why Crown Royal was there? Yeah. Was so there you go-to? can either for a black tooth grin, you can either do Crown 
or you can do Seagram's. Okay, Crown well, was. Know, why was Crown? Well, well, we it, gotta, it, to, to do this tribute well, shot. Well, this is the classy version. The Crown of the, Royal of the Reserve. Black Reserve. Black I, 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 broke out, I broke out the big. Oh, I broke out the big boy. Very big impressed. That's the fifteenth fucking anniversary. Right on, bro. So here's the thing. Um, and, and, and I don't know why well, Dime go- gravitated to Crown. I even know that he made uh, fan well, and fans made stuff for him as well. Uh, he had a Crown Royal guitar like strap out of the out of the purple the, the, bag, out of out the, the bags, bags, out of the purple bags with the with the, with the caps and yeah. stuff. He had his knobs Sweet. and stuff, so he had all that. So the Black Tooth Grin is it's a lyric from a Megadeth song. Uh, where uh, Dave Mustaine had this lyric where he said, smile a black tooth grin in this song. And Megadeth and Pantera, they got everything settled in later (laughs) years, but there was some animosity there. I think uh, Dime was actually approached to be the uh, next guitarist for Megadeth. Now, if I say Megadeth, you know who Megadeth is, Dave Mustaine, right? Who I think is like, I think Dave, I mean, if we're gonna have a talk about heavy metal guitarists, he's he's the GOAT. (laughs) Don't even get me started. So (laughs) um, another podcast, another podcast, whole other podcast. (laughs) But he, Dime tried out for Megadeth and almost got the job. And they said he would have gotten it, but he said, I want my brother to come with me. And I don't, we have a band. And it's almost the similar story to uh, David Bowie wanting Stevie Ray Vaughan. If you, because uh, uh, if you remember the like Let's Dance and all right. that, Stevie Ray Vaughan played on that, and he wanted Stevie Ray Vaughan, David Bowie, to play in his band. Well, he's like, look, I got this band, Texas Flood. You know, I got this thing happening back home. These Texas boys, they're loyal. They're loyal as a, you know, to all get out. So it's almost the same kind of story where he's like, you know, Dave, if you're not going to take my brother. We've got this thing going. So anyway, so so they have this thing. It's called a black tooth grin, and it's 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 normally crowned. That's what me and my buddies used to do growing up. Not the reserve. <laughs> Not this. This is kind of nice. This is classy. You know? All right. So, you, but you throw a shot, well, and, and we're going to ruin it. We're going to ruin it. You throw a shot, and here's the thing: you throw a shot of the 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 Coca Cola in it because it gives it the color. It gives it that black black tooth, tooth grin. So yeah. throughout the home videos and stuff, you would see so them with their fans it, yeah. doing All a black tooth grin. It, well, right. I should say that 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 actually Hansberry and I did a black tooth grin at the Al Rosa uh, a couple weeks ago. Nice. And it was, and it was you really were there? Cool. Yeah. We you went. went. That's the first time I went. Were you scared? Kinda, uh, we just went to the parking lot. <laughs> we went to the parking lot. So, and, uh, you know, real quick, just while we're doing these black tooth grins, Archie, this these came from those home movies, you know, these, right. these yeah. uh, kind of... This is how we learn this. Uh, uh, and this is just a little shot, a, a splash of, of Coke. But yeah, these videos of th- that they would put out and, and they would be hanging out in their trailer, hanging out at their house, doing these shots. And it became this kind of nice. viral before viral was a thing. I'm going to let you, Arch yes. Madness yeah. of Vinyl Analysis, I'm going to let you make the, the uh, toast. The toast. Right on. Absolutely, man. Hey, uh, to Dime, his legend, and also the Al Rosa Villa, which is the best hard rock and heavy metal uh, venue in the country. Here we go. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Right. Salute. Black tooth. Green. Dime always said that. <laughs> the coke yeah. takes a nice little edge off, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Was that want- cool, Dino? I'm sorry. I just, I just, sorry I'm about very what? Emotional. I just get emotional about this, and I want this. Dude. I've been worrying about this, Dino. You can't even, and Greg will back me up on this. I've been worried you talk about, about podcast remorse. 
this bro, guy. this is this is. Well, here's the deal, he man. Five episodes to be remorseful about. I know, about. I know, but these people. <laughs> so, but there's this is a group you need that, to get over it. There's a no, group. No, I get it. I get it. I, I get want it. to do it right. That's what. You, but that's one of the things I love about you. I love your passion about things like this. Right, man. You know, even even on the last podcast that we did uh, two and a half years ago. You had passion about music and about life, and I told you earlier in the podcast I, I know, that I love the fact that you're 48 years old, but you still have that 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 teen spirit, you know that no. that, that love. So no, you don't have to apologize for shit. Fair As enough. a matter of fact, without the coke, let's yeah, just let's do it. Let's do it the right way. Fair enough. Let's just do one. Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. it is the Crown Royal Reserve. It's, it's the 15th anniversary, and I'm not a huge fan of. Canadian whiskey, as it, as it were, but Uber it is. But but as far as the Crown Royal goes, um, I went actually went to their facility when I was in Canada. Uh, they do a nice job. The, the Crown Royal Reserve. We through the years we've we've done. Uh, I have friends that can't do the the JD the Jack Daniels, so they got to go the Canadian whiskey. So all right, D- does the Reserve come in a nice purple can, bag too? Or can that, I say one uh, thing? Do you, you say, know? Can say, I say one thing before you make a things. toast? Uh, let me just say this. Uh, thank you, Fu, for letting me do this, getting this out. Oh, man. No, I appreciate no. you letting me do this. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You and Jerry Elliott, when it comes to radio, are like my biggest influences outside of Joe Robinson. But when it comes to the funny end, and I, I've told Jerry this for 30 years, you got you, you and Jerry are, are my guys. Well, man. thank you, man. So That's thank you. Much That's what I mold my jokes after. Nah, man. They, they nah. bomb a shit ton, Dino. Nah. Well, as, <laughs> as, as did I'm Jerry and I. As did just, Jerry and I. You guys sure. mean the world to me. All right. So uh, All right. this one is just to uh, my thanks to you, Arch Madness and Vinyl Analysis, for coming on the podcast right on, to talk about something deep and personal to you. Right. And uh, to my boys, Greg salute. and Johnny, salute. Thanks, guys. Here we go, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, as, as far as a, as far as a shooting whiskey goes, I love Crown. Huh? I love we don't take shoes. No, oh, no, I love Crown. No, Crown's good. Crown's good. You uh, know, Canadian. There's yeah. other Canadian whiskeys. I'm not, but Crown. If I want to drink Canadian whiskey, it's gonna be Crown. America's <laughs> hat. <laughs> yeah. Let me just start wrapping things yeah, up because I, I really have you. to wrap up two episodes here. Only because, like we talked about, I'm the producer of Vinyl an- Analysis. Quit bragging. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Dino, uh, you have cameras. Jesus Christ. I'm like, honestly, God, I'm but like why? the Al Jolson but, of fucking podcasting over here. Al Jolson. <laughs> <laughs> you got like cameras and shit. Ooh, I'm like, racist, though. I, well, my bad. Minus my the bad. black face. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, I'll just- uh, well, but but, but why well, I wanted to bring help bring Archie on and and not and, you know I didn't do this myself. No, I've been, but you know I've been excited. No, about no, this. no. But because I knew that podcast fans would like this, you, you know, this yeah, specific man. journey that we've all been on with with this this uh, Al Rosa. Villa this is music Pantera. fans and and Columbus fans and, podcast and, fans and if you and grew up loving it's a, a great band, story. Like I tried to tell you guys this story. I'm telling the story, but we've all had it. Every generation it has really had this appeals. where you gravitate towards something. And it's a movement, and I, man. And I, I really hesitate to use the term of the true crime because that's super popular right now, and we don't dig deep into that at all. But I don't wanna. just, just, but just the story. See, I kind of want it. Well, to, but but, but uh, there, there's, there's a time. twinge of that just because of what happened. 
you know we don't we don't get bloody and we we because we want to honor it and we want to celebrate it, uh, the, the legacy of of what happened and all the players involved. and the four and the four people but, but, that didn't deserve that fate yeah, yeah, but there absolutely. is and we honor those guys uh but there is uh that kind of element it's a very cool storytelling arc that we're, we're doing here and it's it's very fun and of and course thanks greg for helping me do it and you dude, know greg been, as well as i do awesome. dino he he's he he's, takes I, what i, I want i joke and he say, makes it happen man i, I can't say, make it happen like he's he does son i never wanted this is i mean uh, uh, <laughs> well, you know whiskey business aside of course yeah, i've never had the opportunity it. to do something kind of no, like cool. this before it's, it's been really cool for and, and, and uh, rewarding and engaging for me as well so uh of course so just like whiskey business you could find vinyl analysis do wherever Thanks, you Greg. uh subscribe to podcasts absolutely put it out there man. it's also on the qfm uh app so if you have uh, you know uh, android or the the iphone uh, it's yes. free can we get whiskey do. business out of the qfm <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's gonna cost you Jesus, it's gonna cost you it's gonna cost you that's not podcast vinyl analysis has a cool uh, instagram account that you would like you to enjoy and follow we're gonna be posting some pictures i mean just like uh like we have a picture of archie's ticket from of, the, from, from the, that oh, show oh man i have it that's like the most but that's like the most morbid piece of rock history that I have, and I, no, I've not, never. It's not morbid. It's sad. It's sad. Maybe morbid's the wrong I always, word. Yeah, man. Morbid's the wrong word. Listen to. Here's the deal. Listen to Pantera. Check it out, gang. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, not as, it's not as bad as you think. Well, it, Just, and, and you come from an appreciation. You you learn an appreciation for this genre that maybe you just wrote off. Right. Right. And, and that's where I'm coming Thanks, from. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, on, dude. Yeah. Uh, and likewise, Whiskey Business, of course. of course. We love you guys. Thank you for subscribing uh, on your favorite podcasting app. YouTube, maybe one day, Archie. I don't know. <laughs> we'll I don't be know. Cool oh, enough. Al Joseph. Uh, I don't know if he wants to do that, Dino. I don't know if I want to be on camera. I was trying to think of like the oldest dude ever. And you're a Frank fan. So uh, I was trying to think of pre Frank. Jesus. And my old man. <laughs> you, you, the Al Joseph re- re- reference <sighs> was the talkies. Right? Was I know. I know. My dad was a Jackie Gleason guy. That's why I'm Jackie Gleason. Don't even. Don't even get me. There he is. All right. Jackie Gleason. My old Oh, man, that was his. That was his guy. That All was right. his dime bag. It really? Oh, it, oh, fellas, I had to listen to that orchestra. Jesus Christ! YouTube with whiskey, whiskey business with Dino Tripodis. Instagram, Twitter, Thanks, Facebook. Dino. Uh, binge listen while you're on vacation with yeah, all your family. Absolutely, the guest bottle has been early times uh, <laughs> yeah. bottled in bond. The 100 proof. Also, want to do a shout out to uh, Chris Blattner, uh, Urban Bourbonist. His podcast. Uh, this is where I I you where, had it the first time, huh? Well, not the first time, oh. but uh, but uh, he had a a whiskey challenge. Uh, they 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 do whiskey battles on on his podcast from time to time. It seems intense. Yeah, and it was early times, and I don't even remember. Oh, I think it was early. T- I I don't want to say what the second bottle was because I don't want to misquote him. But uh, Chris <laughs> Blattner, one that you... Urban Bourbonist is a, is a great podcast too, and he's become a friend of whiskey business. Great. So I just wanted to give him a shout out as well for for. For like making me go, I gotta get that. It's good. I gotta get that. We're we're a little saucy. Yeah. Well, it's a hundred proof, man. It's uh, you're gonna get a little saucy. Uh, so I'm gonna wrap things up, right? Yeah. Wait, uh, just one last thing. We'll uh, make sure that we have links to some of uh, you know the vinyl analysis on our Absolutely, our, our our, our uh, thanks the usual use I, whiskey I business. It, Don't take two and a half years to come back. Oh my god, it doesn't feel like it was that long. It doesn't feel like it was no, that long. No, it's because we still talk and text. Right and on, dude. In a while, I appreciate but, you. But I, I love doing this today. Thank you so much. No, thanks, Dino, for, for having me. For, bro. for being here. Very appreciate and, and being uh, open and honest and, and, 
and just, you know, raw. I'm just, I'm just glad my parents didn't catch me whacking <laughs> off. <laughs> Jesus. That's a good way Woo. to end it. That would have. <laughs> we would have never got to Pantera. <laughs> Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production produced on the audio side by Greg Hansberry Cheers. and on Thanks, the video guys. side by the yeah there he is that's John a whole bunch Whitney. of sexy and wouldn't exist without great guests like Arch Madness yeah, from Vinyl yeah. Analysis on, guys. so my friends until the next bottle see ya Hey, it's Arch Madness for my podcast, Vinyl Analysis. Vinyl Analysis is the podcast for 70s and 80s hard rock discussion. This December marks the 15th anniversary of the tragic shootings at the Al Rosa Villa during a damage plan show. We pay tribute and reflect on the lasting impact Pantera, Dimebag Daryl, and the Al Rosa Villa left on the hard rock community. Check out this special five-part series at QFM96.com the app, or wherever you download podcasts. Vinyl Analysis presents Pantera, Dimebag, and the Al Rosa Villa, a fan's journey. The first thing is, I would never, ever, <laughs> ever show up to the Al Rosa before 11 o'clock, unless I was in the opening band. It's like, I'm still doing my hair till like 10.30. <laughs> so the first thing you do is you walk into the bar and you see... You would see Diane, and Diane would be the one who would check your ID, and she's gorgeous. Rick's sister Diane is always there, and she takes your ID and makes, you know, small talk with whoever's sitting in there with her. Of course, I'd say hi to, to Diane and uh, Cindy Wise, all right? And nobody got in the Al Rosa for free unless they were in the band. They were tight, and even though they were like family, they wanted that loot. And a lot of people tried to get in. <laughs> right, right. It was, it was like, what was it, like $4 or something? Maybe less. I don't know. And then you walk in and there's pool tables on your right and the bars on your left. And it's an awesome, probably 40, 50 foot long bar. And uh, everybody would be sitting at the bar. Most of the musicians would be sitting at the end of the bar. You pose at the bar. You say hi to everybody in the bar. Whether it's a guy and another band, which is everybody was in a band. You know, especially at the Al Rosa. As you'd walk to the side, you'd see the sound man would be on the side on the left. And then the audience would be up around the top. And then you'd have like three or four steps that go down into like a pit area. And then the stage would be right there. And that's the best spot to hang and listen to any show is right kind of near the edge of the steps where you go down is where it sounds the best. You know, it was, it was carpeted stage, which you didn't see much. Uh, very, that whole place was carpeted. It was it was strange, but it had it it dealt really well with the acoustics in there, so that the club actually sounded great. It wasn't like playing in a garage, you know. And of course, the first thing you do is you try to go down front to find a table so you can store your leather jacket and your you know your little bottle of whatever and stash your stuff. Then get up to the bar and you know hang out, drink beer, and stand on the corner of the bar watch guitar players and say, I can do that better about anyone. <laughs> it was just crazy time. And then there's dressing rooms on the right and the left. So, you know, before a band would go on, you'd see that light of the stage door open up and you know, the band was going to be coming on real soon. And pretty much that was like the, the whole idea that bar was kind of hanging out and waiting for the, the band to come out and you see those, those doors would open up and then it would be, you know, Twisted Sister, or it'd be whoever would come out. 
But yeah, it was it was an awesome time. It's just an it's it's like if there's a picture of rock club for the dictionary, you should just take a picture of the Al Rosa when it's when the lights are on and stage is set up, and it just it just looks like a dirty rock club. It's an unbelievable place, um, and that opinion is shared by some of the most famous musicians on the planet that have played in there. People love that place. It's legendary all over the country um, and spoken really very highly of regardless of, you know, the things that have happened there in the, in the past. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know if I had to pick my favorite place in this town to go see a show, it would be there. There's no place else that has that vibe energy it's that situation where you're completely unobstructed view wherever you stand because it's wide open and you can stand in the back or you can be in the front and you still feel like you're part of what's going on, especially when it's completely jammed full of people. I don't know, something something that works there. It's it's just a, it's a magical, magical place. Some of my best friends, Bob Keck, guy I, I've known ever since then, I met him at that corner. Right uh, of the bar there, and right. and the bands we saw, and and just holy shit, Blackie Lawless is here tonight, and Heck and yeah. just the friends you made there, and and the memories and stuff. It's there was like no other place I've ever been in my life. It was no crazy, other place, man. It was it, still some of my best friends. Is. So I mean, people can make this happen again. It's just the right people got to get involved. I don't know if you're a promoter out there or not, but if you are, call Johnny Catella. You know, right on, man. Make that shit happen. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.